Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome to season two, 2022. It's January, I'm back, and I am excited to be back at the microphone and to podcasts, and just excited to uh, be able to talk to everybody again. So today I want to, because it's a new year in all, when we're going to, you know, rewire our brains this year, I want to talk about mantras. So mantras has kind of a woo-woo reputation of, you know, maybe just like thinking your way to better or, you know, just repeating or, you know, repeating a phrase or something like that. And, and it, I think basically what happens is it's a little misunderstood or the power of it's misunderstood or people think it's this like new foreign, like I said, woo-woo thing, and they don't really understand what it can do. First of all, mantra or mantras or whatever you want to say, it's just a word or phrase, okay? It could be OM, which people have heard. It could be something like, you know, I am powerful. It could be you know, of something like an affirmation, you can think of it that way. It could be something that I've used before, I will say. Um, and if you've listened to all my podcasts, if you're a total junkie, you might remember this, but I will often say to myself, smooth like McLean, as my mantra, McLean being the first name of a very famous equestrian, Olympic equestrian. And he is just an incredibly smooth Grand Prix rider. And when I think about smoothing out my transition, Mission, transitions rather on an agility course, right? Not being too like jarry, not that that's a word, but um, not being jarring in my decelerations or my accelerations. I think to myself, I want to envision smooth like McLean, right? So that's a mantra too. And so mantras can be all kinds of things, right? Um, I used to say also to my dogs, like, um, like, what did I say? It was like connected, protected, you know, fun, kind of a thing, right? It can be whatever. It can be a sentence. It can be words. It can be one word. It can be phrases. Anyway, it can be anything. And the thing is, what I want to point out, especially to those of you who are a little bit naysaying on this or don't really understand the power of mantras, I want to point out a mantra that so many of us say all the time and how we make it true by saying it and believing in believing it's true and leaning into it. And then therefore it almost becomes, think of it like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If you don't want to go to, you know, think of it that you're manifesting this, think of it as a self-fulfilling prophecy. And that mantra is, I don't have time. It's pretty negative, right? You didn't expect me to say that, I'll bet. Um, But the reason that's a mantra is people repeat this all all the time. They talk about time. All the time, people are saying like, I don't have time. I don't have time to train my dog. I don't have time to work or go to the dry cleaner or go to the grocery store. I don't know why I said dry cleaner, who's dry cleaning anything anymore. But anyway, um, you know, people all the time say, I don't have time. 
or I'm so busy, or I'm so rushed, or I'm even I'm so in debt, or I'm so um, stressed, or I'm so whatever. So any of those phrases where someone is saying I'm so, or you've you've said I've said I've said I'm so tired, I've said I don't have time, I've said all those things. Why do you think they come so easily as examples? I've said all of those things. Um, and the thing is, is when we say them, especially when we say them on repeat, we really start to believe them. And when we start to believe them, we need to, we, we start to act as though they are true, right? We act, we act them out essentially to say that I don't have time to train my dog. You then act that out and you don't make time to train your dog. And what's interesting about the time example, for instance, is that as with everything, we make the time for things that are important, right? Um, those of us who are still working rarely say, or or we wouldn't be able to say it often, I don't have time to go to work. <laughs> and I'm laughing because it's some days that feels really true <laughs> that I don't have time to go to work. Um, but the truth is we go to work. We go to work. We go to work anyway. Or those of you who are retired, you went to work. You know, you did the thing. You know, you made time to do that because it was a priority. Um, to say you don't have time to train your dogs, but yet you have time to go to trials, right? So it's it's all these like funky trade-offs that we make and all these priorities that we we kind of commit to or we make maybe unconsciously. So when we talk about mantras, I want you to realize that you're already doing them, okay? You're already saying, I'm so nervous. I don't have time. I can't do a front cross. Uh, my dog hates, hates it when we trial here. Uh, you know, all those things, they, they sound like statements of belief. Maybe they even sound like they're based in experience and they might be, right? You might've had, your dog might've walked into that one place and just had the worst trial of their lives. And so now you're like, oh, my dog hates it when we do, you know, insert activity here, obedience, fly ball, whatever it is that you do, they, they hate it there, you know? Um, and so you're already using mantras all the time. You're just probably using a lot of negative ones. Okay. So it's kind of a weird, um, realization maybe, uh, for some of us that we are using mantras. They are powerful. We have ingrained them into belief systems, but we can change our mind. We can change our mantras. We can replace those thoughts. We can start by becoming more aware and self-aware and catch ourselves when we say stuff like that and realize that, you know, we need to start flipping it. So what if, what if every time you heard yourself, whether to yourself or out loud, you caught yourself saying, I don't have time. Maybe you catch yourself and you say, I do have time. I just have to prioritize. I do have time. I just have to move some things around. Or maybe maybe you can't go so far and say, I do have time. Maybe you can replace it with, I can make time. I can make five minutes. I can, you know, not scroll on TikTok or Facebook or whatever it is, is your guilty pleasure. Mine's TikTok lately. Um, you know, and that's kind of a numbing out that I do, you know, but I bet if I, gosh, added up the time that I spent on TikTok in the past seven days, A, I would be ashamed of myself and, and B, I would think, wow, I 
could have trained a shit ton of tricks in that amount of time, right? So we do have time, for instance, right? And so I'm harping on that one because I I think it's so common. And I think it's probably the most easiest to shift. And if we start to become self-aware there, imagine the other mantras we could come up with and the other ways that we could start to shift our thinking this year. So kind of as a challenge that I'm going to throw out uh, both today and the month of January, and hopefully we can extend that beyond January, but I really want you to catch yourself whenever you say something you know that you repeat all the time especially if it's negative. Well, specifically if it's negative, right? So again, I'm using the I don't have time thing because I think it's really common. I hear it all the time. Um, And time, time, time. I know I'm saying that word like a million times. (laughs) Um, But I want to start with a mantra that you catch yourself saying, I get so nervous. Um, You know, I don't like this, these courses. I don't like that judge. I don't like whatever. They're all mini mantras. There's no difference. There's no difference between saying um, that, you know, I get so nervous and or saying instead, um, I feel really confident today. Right. Or I'm I have the skills to, to to perform. There's literally no difference. It's just what is your intention and how, what is your starting point of how you feel? So if we can just become aware, and that's my challenge to you right now, I want you to become aware for today, this week, this month of all of those little tiny, sure, call them micro mantras um, that you're saying and repeating to yourself that you are therefore making true. And if you want to think of them as self-fulfilling prophecies, like I don't have time to work out, um, then that's what they are. But the first step is catching them, right? The first step is that awareness and how you're using them. The next step is seeing how are you making that come to life? How are you making that true? How are you making it true that you always get really nervous or you have terrible performance anxiety or you don't have time or you can't train your dog or you can't execute a front cross or a a beautiful figure eight pattern in obedience, right? How what are the ways in that you are fighting to keep that belief? Okay? Which is a really kind of horrible, ugly thought, right? Because you think about it, like, why would I ever fight to keep one of those beliefs? You know, especially if it's negative, it's not serving me. Um, And the truth is, is because it's known, because it's predictable, because it's easy, because you are on some weird level comfortable with it. So switching those mantras and realizing that like, oh my God, I'm actually, by saying I don't have time, I'm actually kind of accepting that and so therefore I'm by accepting the fact that I the fact it's not a fact by accepting the belief that I don't have time I'm making it true because I'm not trying to make time or I'm not trying to therefore reprioritize because I've accepted that this I don't have time thing is just so true it's fact it's like a a, a limiting belief it's a it's an ingrained belief and so by believing it my life, my world organizes for it to be true, which is kind of mind-blowing 
that something you don't want, you're actually making more true, right? And so that may be super uncomfortable to hear. Um, and maybe for stuff like, oh, I don't have time to train my dogs. You're kind of like, yeah, 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 that's true. It's hard to motivate. It's dark out. It's da, 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 da. It's, you know, the days are shorter. It's cold. It's rainy. It's whatever. I mean, there are a million and 10 excuses, but all of those million and 10 excuses are ways that you are making sure that that mantra becomes true. Isn't that weird? Oh, it's not good. We got to, we got to get rid of this. We got to get, we got to ditch it. So the first step is, is to realize what are those mantras that you are saying to yourself over and over again that you now believe. And then secondly, what are some of the ways that you're making it true? And the reason you need to know the answer to the second or that second piece rather is not to apply more shame to the situation. Okay. Because trust me, once you have some self-awareness around it, or you catch yourself doing it once, twice, five times, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. I'm totally doing that. You know, trust me that you'll have some shame, but I'm not trying to shame you. I'm just so I don't want you to have shame. Brene Brown would be very sad with all of us. No shame. It's just awareness. But the reason it matters, what are the ways that you're making it true is because those are the little behaviors that you can start to change right? I can change the time I'm spending on TikTok right now, okay? I can change um, making five, 10 minutes, again, cheese stick training, right? As long as it takes to go through a, a cheese stick, I can train my dogs for five, 10 minutes in the morning. What am I doing for five minutes? Like I have five minutes. I can find five minutes, right? I recently, after a couple months of not working out, I'm working out again, right? And of course, I'm feeling better, but like I don't like to do it. But the first thing I do every day and one of the things, one of those little tiny behavioral things that I do is when I get out of bed in the morning, I put on workout clothes. It's not pretty. It's not attractive because I work out at home in front of the internet, but (laughs) it's one of the first things I do. And by even just pulling on the pants or shorts or whatever is like literally on my chair ready for me to put on in the morning and not instead putting on like the flannel pajamas or whatever, the dog walking clothes or whatever, it's already putting a step toward the positive. And there's all kinds of little ways that we are making those negative mantras true. And before we even, I give you like all the platitudes about like, you know, changing your mantra to be instead of being, I am nervous, being I am powerful, or, you know, I get performance anxiety and changing it to, you know, I have the skills to execute this course, or, you know, my dog and I are totally ready for this. Like, those are all great mantras. And I want you to have all of them and 20 more. And I want you to think about them. But sometimes the reason we don't embrace those positive mantras is because our negative mantras that we are in the back of our heads just on flat replay are getting in the way and they're clashing and then we don't have alignment. So if I say to myself, like, I don't have time to train my dog and then yet I walk to the in gate of a trial and then I try to tell myself, like, we are totally prepared and ready for this class, those belief systems are going to clash because if you haven't, didn't have time to train your dog, you probably didn't train your dog. And then to stand there at the ring and say, we are prepared to walk in this ring. Those things are probably in conflict with one another. And your brain is like, 
mm, screw it. I'm just going to go be nervous, <laughs> right? I'm just going to go grab for anxiety or grab for ring nerves because we didn't train. I know we didn't train. I know we're not prepared to walk into this ring, right? Your mind calls bullshit on it because when you have two thoughts, belief systems, whatever, that are in conflict with one another, your brain most likely is going to default to the negative one because that's kind of how our brains are wired. And I'm not saying that because, you know, we tend to be negative or whatever, whatever. Like science, like science backs us up on this. Science says that we we look for the negative in order to keep ourselves safe, which is a, a weird thing and a, a, you know, a podcast for another hour, right? Um, but trust me, we are sort of wired that way. So when faced with two kind of conflicting thoughts, especially if they're on two sides of the coin like that, they're opposite, we're going to most likely, unless we really intervene and we really try hard, we're going to kind of roll back into that negative thinking. And I don't want us to do that. All right. So we've got to sort of really shine the spotlight on those negative mantras that we have understand what are the ways, what are the little tiny actions that we are taking throughout the day to make that mantra true, and then start to break that down. Okay. So for instance, you can still say, I don't have time to train my dog. But when you catch yourself sitting on the couch watching Netflix, not that I'm personalizing, um, and you catch yourself sitting on the couch watching Netflix and your dogs are all like lounging about on the ground, you can look at them and instead of just you know, watching and letting Netflix load the next episode, you can pause it and be like, you know what? I'm going to walk to the refrigerator on my way back from the bathroom and I'm going to grab a couple cheese sticks and we're going to do indoor games for like until this, these two pieces of cheese are gone. And then I'm going to sit back on the couch and resume my episodes, right? And all you did there is you interrupted one of those little actions and you're starting to prove a more positive mantra true. I do have time to train my dogs or I make time to train my dogs or I am making time to train the important stuff or something, right? Then that's how, to me, you make it really easy or easier. It's not easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Um, that's how you start to make that those positive mantras sticky. And then your brain starts to go, Actually, yeah, that is true that I have prepared dogs because I can think of five times this week that in maybe even in between Netflix episodes, I got up and I trained my dogs. Like I actually did that. Like that's a real thing. Or I went to class even though it was dark out and I was already like curled up on the couch and didn't really feel like getting off my butt. Again, personalizing because I take classes that start at 845 at night. Um... So you can show your brain that like, wait, here's some evidence of some little activities that I did that make this, this old negative mantra untrue and this new positive mantra true. Okay. And then, yes, then from there, once you start to get the hang of, let's call it mantra shifting, let's make up a phrase. Once you start to get the hang of this mantra shifting and you start to do the activities and have some experiences that back them, these new positive ones up, now you can start to shift, shift to these like um, affirmation and visionary ones and, the, and these ones that you want to really reach for, 
right? Because your mind goes, ah, I got that. I get the power of saying something positive and then aligning my actions in order to make that true. So when I stand at the ring and I tell myself smooth like McLean, which again is trying to tell me to just smooth out my transitions when I'm on an agility course and don't like take off real fast or stop real fast or just kind of smooth it out. When I tell myself that, it becomes like an, uh, a point of focus for me. I remember how that feels because I've done it in practice. I was able to execute it well in practice. And I can imagine like with all of my senses, because I've also spent some time visualizing, I can imagine with all of my senses how that's going to feel and how that wa- I want that to look. And there's a couple places on the course where I'm really going to have to pay attention. So got it. I know what I'm going to do with this. Let's walk into that ring and let's lay it down. Okay. So now you can start to shift into the future and to reach, use mantras to reach for performances that you really want to have. Does that make sense? But I promise you that it's going to be so much harder if you don't start to let go of these negative mantras that you are using, I am using, we all are using every single day. Okay. So I don't know. I never thought I'd talk about mantras in the negative in this way, but it really just kind of was one of those like aha moments. And I don't know if I said it or was in a conversation, you know, sometimes you get in a conversation with somebody and somebody's like, oh, I don't have time. And you're like, yeah, tell me about it. I don't have time either. And, and off you all go rolling down this snowball hill avalanche situation of negative mantras. And before you know it, you've really leaned in and it's really true because you've talked about it. Right. And so I think it was one of those kinds of conversations that I was having with someone or I was around some people and we were all sort of doing that. And I was like, whoa, I got to stop this. This is bad news. And so it was just kind of a light bulb moment for me. And so I wanted to share that and I wanted us to think about it um, unusually so, but I wanted us to think about it in the negative because we have to catch ourselves in all of these little micro negative mantras that we are saying to ourselves throughout the day. You know, even things like, oh, that kind of change really stresses me out. Well, if you say so, if you say so. Um, So think about that. That's my challenge for you today, this week, this month is to really root out. I guess that's, that's, those are the words I'd use. Really root out those negative mantras. And if you have to write them down, And, um, you know, usually I say, you know, you want to write something down to make it true, but let's be honest, they're already true because you're already saying them. So we're going to write them down so that we can capture them and we can flip them and we can, um, change the behaviors that are supporting the negative mantras and make those behaviors more positive so that we can shift that mantra into something positive, something that we want, something motivational, and something that will have a positive impact on our performance and our mental um, mindset, our performance mindset in the coming 22, right? Because we have some cool stuff that we want to accomplish this year, right? So we got to do that. We got to start shifting our brains. And mantras are a really powerful way to do that. 
Um, and if you're not convinced, wait until you do this exercise and realize how many negative mantras you are making come true. Um, even if it's, I don't have time to clean my house, <laughs> right? And oh, and by speaking of that, by the way, um, at the risk of TMI, you know, some of those things we don't want to change. We realize we don't want to change because cleaning the house is not important to me. And if I, you know, just go over my desk once in a while with, you know, get the dust off, that's good enough for me. Well, that's fine. Then that's a choice that I make. And what you're going to find out is some of these negative mantras you're okay with and you don't want to change them. And that's okay too, because in that way you will find out how to prioritize the mantras that you do want to change and you will make steps to do that. Okay. Which that's another fascinating exercise. So Catch yourself, write them down, even capture some of those activities that are supporting those negative mantras and start to shift them. Just chip away at them. It doesn't have to be huge. I mean, if you're into huge and big shifts, go for it. But also, I don't want you to take on something so big that you don't follow through, right? Because then you'll then you'll go, see, I knew I was right. I couldn't do it, right? And that's another negative mantra and we're not going there. Okay. Enough on the negative mantras. I want to switch it all to positive because we are just going to shift our mindset this year in such big ways. I am excited to be back with you on the podcast. And as always, if there, if you have an idea for me, if you have something you want to talk about, please let me know. And as always, check out the show notes and thank you for subscribing, tell your friends and all that good stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited for 2022. I am remaining positive. My mantras are positive and I look forward to finding out what's come, what's next, right? All right, you guys, I will talk to you next week. And as always, have a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.